Interesting tonight, an opener for the Red Sox. This guy's been really good. He's got a great story behind him, too. Brennan Bernardino. Yeah, maybe once through the lineup. And this one to third. Devers snares it on a hop. Goes across the diamond, and Nimmo is retired. And the 3-2. That's strike three. He got caught looking at the 92-mile-an-hour two-seamer inside the K zone. There's the pitch. And a swing and a miss, strike three. Got him on a nasty slider. Right-hander Carlos Carrasco. You see the strikeout rate's a little bit down. Walk rate a little bit up. Duran, first pitch, he's aboard. And that usually means he is running and running fast. Put the brakes on there at first with one pitch. And the runner is on. This is a dude that can fly. He has stolen 19 bags. Yoshida hitting 319, 11 homers, 51. All right, everybody, we are back on the Foul Ball Podcast presented by the Foul Ball Podcast for everything related to us is found at our website, foulballpodcast.com. And we have some exciting baseball to catch up on. It's getting exciting now. Right now, right now, right now. And so how is it getting exciting? Well, I'll tell you because we got to a point where we play the A's for a lot of games, the Oakland Athletics. And the fact of the matter is we expect to beat them for the majority of them. Right, for the majority of the games, we could have won it, we should have won it. And right after we won the series against the Cubs, we were feeling good, feeling confident. And then we went to lose the series against the Athletics. So there's a lot of excitement brewing really before the All-Star break that definitely carried over. And then once we had that series loss, it was kind of a quick timeout, right? A quick reset. Because we all know that a lot of times when the Red Sox play these teams that may not have the best record, we tend to struggle. And once we start struggling, everything falls apart, right? It's like super glue. Once super glue eventually fails, if it ever does, there's a lot of unknowns. And we don't want a lot of unknowns with super glue. We need the super glue to stay intact. And when the Red Sox are not intact, we find ourselves in a position where numerous questions evolve within the midst of everything that can be unknown and is already unknown as it stands. And so Oakland kind of brought that back to us. And it was scary. And so it was kind of nice to see that we turned that around, especially concerning the fact that we beat Oakland the first game, 7 to nothing. We lost that second game, 3 to 0. We lost that final game against them, 6 to 5, which was really a game we should have won. Right. And so the series against the Mets is actually pretty interesting, right? Because if you all remember Friday night, Friday night genuinely started off as a good night. Granted, we let up the lead due to a lot of fielding issues. Literally, they scored like, a, there's, been a, there's been a lot of games, right, where we were ahead and then our fielding literally just let the game go, right? They could not play defense by any means whatsoever. And so it was another sort of situation Friday early on in the game. And then we went on to Saturday, and that's kind of another conversation here in a minute, but we went into Saturday night's game, kind of the same thing, where we were hit by a few runs, and then our fielding kept 
missed throwing the ball, and they literally got three runs back from us by just throwing the ball around. That's all that happened. We just threw the ball, and we let all the runs out. And, of course, we won Saturday night, but let me backtrack a little bit because it's important to talk about the fact, the interesting fact that, as we all know, the game Friday night got postponed. It was really interesting because there were a lot of rain issues with Fenway. And so Friday night, once those storms came in, it poured. And when I talk about pour, like it was a genuine downpour for a steady amount of time, right? There were thunderstorms, rain for a few hours, and it got to a point where they knew the grass was too wet. The, the playing conditions were just not there. And so they called the game. And so what made that interesting is the fact that Saturday morning, we had the uh, Run to Home Base race, which the Run to Home Base program is a nonprofit organization in partnership with the Red Sox and Mass General, where they help raise funds for veterans and their families for medical situations and so on and so forth. And so they had about four to 5,000 people running the Run to Home Base race Saturday morning, and then they had a 4-10 game Saturday afternoon. And so we all kind of figured anyway that they were just going to have a double header on Sunday since the game was already at 7-10 due to the Sunday night baseball game. But no, they had the race in the morning. The MLB decided to have the game at 2-10. And then the regularly scheduled 4-10 game was going to get shoved back to 7-10. But what I found out as a rule of thumb, because it is a rule, I guess, technically speaking, that if you don't play an already started game within 24 hours, it resets, right? And another thing on top of that is that if you wait to play the game, you can't have another game in between it, right? So that's the situation we were in. First of all, we couldn't wait 24 hours because of the second part is that we had that game in between or at least would have had that game in between. So that's why it got kind of shifted. So when they had the second game on Saturday, uh, the first, like the repeat, or I shouldn't say repeat, like the makeup game from the fourth. So they had the game, it wasn't technically a makeup, but they started it from the fourth inning on, and we ended up losing that game 5-4, right? And then the second game was at 7-10, we won that game eight to six. Went on to win Sunday's game six to one. So, all in all, literally everything I think went the way it should have, for the most part. Of course, there were issues, issues we've been talking about all season long. Um, but overall, I think we're getting to a spot where we can maybe feel a little more comfortable, right? That's what makes the American League East so interesting. It's like all the teams have solid records. They do. Right? Baltimore 61 and 38 in first. Tampa Bay is 61 and 42 in second place. Toronto's 55 and 45. They're in third, and they're six and a half games behind Baltimore. Boston and New York, the New York Yankees, not the Mets, the Yankees. 
we're both tied for fourth at 53 and 47, right? And we're eight and a half games behind first. Not a lot of teams can say that. They just can't. So we're in a good spot overall, right? In just terms of batting average and runs too. Our defense hasn't, our, our defense in terms of pitching has improved, right? Our pitching is getting better, which is nice. That's something we haven't really been able to say for a long time, really, at least four or five years, I feel like. But our batting's in third place, our, our batting average anyway, our runs batted in, right? They're, that's in fifth, we have a total of 504 runs. So our offense is rocking. So as long as we get the, the fielding down, we're golden, right? And I really think we're picking up that momentum. And I really hope I'm not wrong. But I know this season has gotten off to a rocky start. A really awful start at that point. And now that we have finally have something good going on, it'd be nice if they just kind of keep picking that up. I think they're kind of realizing that this is a good thing. So let's make sure it stays that way. So without further ado, We'll uh, have the series against Atlanta tomorrow and Wednesday. Then we've got another off day Thursday. We'll go from there. So without further ado, everything related to the Foul Ball Podcast is presented by the Foul Ball Podcast. And our website can be found at foulballpodcast.com. Durant keeps running. Alonso's throw to third. Bounces away from Carrasco. Durant coming home. The throw to the plate from left field. Oh, it's in time! Canna saves the day from foul ground. Picks it up in the warning track area. Throws home. Narvaez puts the tag on Durant. So it is a double play. Certainly not the old-fashioned way, because as Beatty charged and threw to first, Durant saw the open third base back and kept on running. Carrasco got there. Give so much credit to Mark Canna, who played that ball perfectly off the wall, delivered a one-hop strike to Duval, who missed 54 games with less left wrist fracture. It's been a struggle since he's gotten back. And he grounds it off the end of the bat, up the middle, it sneaks through into center field, a base hit. Here comes Turner to score, Devers to third, 1-0 Red Sox. Oh, he placed it perfectly, didn't hit it very hard. He got by the mound and just to the left of second base, seeing I hit for Duvall, knocking in his 26th run, and the Red Sox have a 1-0 lead. Well, put it in Rasko to open up, bottom of the second inning. Swing and a miss, he's able to get the nine hitter, Yu Chang, couldn't advance the runners, and now one man down. Swing and a drive in the left field. Hanna goes back and on the line, he's able to make the play. Another laser off the bat of a Red Sox hitter, 105.6. Lefty batter, first pitch. Up towards third, Beatty charges, gloves, looks to first, fires, got him.
How, how difficult to play is that? It's difficult. It looks up, you look up, and you're like, wait a second. Figure this second time through the order for the big hitters could very well be loud for the Red Sox. Turner sends this one into left. That's down in the corner. Turner will hit first. He will head to second. Good throw. They call him safe at second base. Close.